0: Today is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your weather command forecast for the rest of your Wednesday, breezy and partly cloudy. Highs 45 to 50 with northwest winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Tonight, breezy, partly cloudy in the evening, becoming mostly cloudy. Lows 35 to 40, West winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, increasing to 15 to 25 after midnight. Thursday, windy and mostly cloudy. Highs mid 50s. West winds 25 to 35 miles an hour. Thursday night, windy, colder, and mostly cloudy. Slight chance of rain in the evening, then slight chance of snow after midnight. Lows around 25. Northwest winds 20 to 30 miles an hour. Chance of precipitation 20%. Friday, Breezy, colder, and partly cloudy. Highs around 35, northwest winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. Friday night, colder and partly cloudy lows 15 to 20. Saturday, mostly cloudy, highs around 45. Saturday night, mostly clear, lows around 25. Sunday and Sunday night, partly cloudy, highs around 45. Lows 25 to 30. Monday, mostly cloudy, highs around 50. Monday night, breezy and mostly cloudy. 40% chance of snow, lows around 20. Tuesday, breezy, colder and mostly cloudy. 20% chance of snow, highs 30 to 35. The Chinook Public Schools Board of Trustees convened for their regular monthly meeting on Tuesday and voted to change their policies related to COVID-19. The new protocol allows the Blaine County Health Department to contact trace staff and students, but not administration. The health department will then let administration know who is tested positive and when they will be cleared to return to school. Letters to parents can be sent out to close contacts, but they will suggest, not require, self-help measures such as quarantining. Masking is now completely optional. The board also approved COVID-related leave for staff. Staff who had to quarantine or isolate due to COVID in the recent past will have up to 10 days of paid leave provided. For staff who contract COVID-19 and have to isolate, they will be given up to five days of paid leave. The district said this measure would be a great gesture to staff who have had no choice but to miss work. During Tuesday's regularly scheduled Haver School Board meeting, Superintendent Craig Mueller provided the spring enrollment report. The preliminary count for the spring across the district is 1,684 students, an increase of 18 from last spring. However, numbers remain down from previous years, as enrollment was as high as 1,797 in the spring of 2017. Mueller says a variety of factors can be attributed to changes in enrollment from not only students leaving our district, but students uh, leaving our district to go to other districts, uh, moving out of the state, variety of reasons for those uh, changes in those entitlement numbers. On the high school side, enrollment dropped from 520 this fall to 479 this spring. 12 students graduated early, but that does not have an impact on the count. The Feed My Sheep Community Soup Kitchen in Haver is bustling with activity and has a new director. Evelyn Souls has transitioned into the director position and says they are serving a record number of people. There are sandwiches, sack lunches, and trays. I've been doing 50 trays and 50 um, sack lunches, and we have been running out of those. Board member Sarah McKinney says Souls has changed up the menu for the better. She cooks from scratch a lot, and she's really good at using things that are donated so that it gets used but not overused and food handling is is a big concern and so she's good about that and just making things kind of taste more homemade. With demand having increased, McKinney says they continue to seek volunteers and donations if they want to volunteer to show up. Yeah, just show up (laughs) Monday through Saturday. The food prep usually starts around nine-ish, I'd say. And then if you don't want to do food, there's always something to clean or package meals or make sandwiches. The kitchen is open for lunch from 1130 a.m. to 1230 p.m. Monday through Saturday. To contact the Soup Kitchen, call 265-1629 or stop in at 611 2nd Street. A single-family dwelling suffered extensive damage, and one person suffered minor injuries in a fire Tuesday afternoon just west of Haver. Haver Fire Chief Mel Paulson says they were dispatched to the fire at 4.30 p.m. on the 6200 block of 2nd Street Northwest. They were on the scene for about three hours. First responders arrived with three engines, two ambulances, and around 15 personnel, and were able to knock down the blaze. Damage to the structure is extensive, but it is unclear at this time if it is a total loss. One person suffered minor injuries and did not have to be transported to the hospital for treatment. Paulson says the family that was displaced says they have a place to stay. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. More than 10 days have passed since the blockade of the Coutts border crossing on the Montana-Alberta border began, and disruptions at the site are continuing. Despite Alberta Premier Jason Kenney announcing the lifting of many provincial COVID regulations on Tuesday, the Canadian press reports that the demonstrators are planning to stay for the long haul. The highway just north of the crossing has seen a revolving pattern of opening and closing over the last week, and protesters shut down the road again Tuesday night. Even when the highway has been partially open, delays near the border have been substantial. The traveling public is advised to stay away from the Coots sweetgrass crossing until the situation changes. Those traveling to or from Canada are urged to seek an alternate route. Now taking a look at those local COVID updates we received yesterday. We'll start off with Hill County. Yesterday, they reported 45 new COVID cases and 35 recoveries. Total case count for Hill, 4,605. 165 active, 1 hospitalized, 4,369 recoveries, 71 deaths. In Blaine County yesterday, they reported 22 new COVID cases and 21 recoveries. So the total case count for Blaine, 2,179, 99 active, 3 hospitalized, 2,050 recoveries, 30 deaths. We did not receive any other COVID case updates as of late, so we'll move on to state news and start off with that daily statewide COVID dashboard update. Today, the state reported 1,032 new COVID cases, bringing the cumulative total to 254,231. Active case count, 8,340. Active hospitalizations, 309. Death toll, 3,051. The death toll increased by eight, with two each in Gallatin and Missoula counties, and one each in Cascade, Valley, Wheatland, and Yellowstone. Counties with the most new cases today, Cascade, 168. Missoula, 124. Gallatin, 86. Yellowstone, 84. And looking at the statewide vaccination update for today, total COVID vaccine doses administered now up to 1.393 million, with 551,694 Montanans fully immunized. That's 54% of the eligible population. The Montana Free Press reports that state lawmakers on Tuesday tried to understand how child protection investigations, family court involvement, and parental drug use may have contributed to a 115% increase in the number of minors in state foster care between 2010 and 2019. As of 2019, the most recent year for which statistics are available, 16 out of 1,000 Montana kids were in state care, the second highest rate in the country. The audit division overseen by the legislative audit Committee reported in December that the number of kids in state care began notably increasing a few years after the Department of Public Health and Human Services began implementing the Safety Assessment and Management System, or SAMS, a method for investigating reports of child abuse and neglect by evaluating safety risks within a child's holistic living environment rather than a single incident. But in 2014, the state discontinued its contract with Action for Child Protection, the company that created SAMS, leading to inconsistencies with implementation the report found. Elements of the model that Montana put in place, without the company's help, auditors said, had to do with changed focus contact with families and mitigating safety issues in the home. The period of significant caseload growth coincided with the state's decision to stop working with Action for Child Protection. The number of children under state care peaked at more than 4,000 in 2018. DPHHS officials agreed with the audit's recommendations to update SAM's program documentation and provide regional administrators with better training on the model. They did not say whether the department intends to renew its contract with Action for Child Protection. Lawmakers auditors, and department officials acknowledge the delicate balance between deciding to remove a child from an unsafe living situation and employing in-home safety plans or preventative services to keep children safely in their homes. The Bozeman Daily Chronicle reports a suspect is in custody after one person was killed Tuesday morning in a suspected homicide in Clyde Park. The Park County Sheriff's Office received a report of a shooting just before 5 a.m. When deputies arrived, they found a man on the ground outside a residence with a gunshot wound. He was pronounced dead at the scene after life-saving measures were unsuccessful. The investigation is ongoing and the names of the suspect and victim have not been released. Now taking a look at local wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel, Hill County winter wheat seven dollars eighty five cents, spring wheat eight dollars seventy one cents. Blaine County winter wheat seven seventy five, spring wheat eight sixty six. Liberty County seven ninety for winter wheat and spring wheat eight seventy one. Shoto County winter wheat seven eighty five, spring wheat eight seventy one, and Phillips County winter wheat seven seventy, spring wheat eight sixty one. Now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Sharon M. Shepard, former longtime educator with Haver Public Schools, passed away February 3rd at Logan Health Center in Kalispell. Darlington Burial in Kalispell is caring for the family. A public service honoring Sharon is planned for June 17th in Kalispell. A full obituary will precede the service. Deborah Jean Armstrong-Heggen passed away peacefully in her home January 25th, surrounded by her loved ones. Cremation has taken place, and memorial services will be held 10 a.m. this Friday the 11th at Holland and Bonine Funeral Chapel, with Pastor Rick Hodgshir officiating. Burial to follow in Highland Cemetery. And that is going to do it for this Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week... We are your source for news and information, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.